0: Welcome and thanks for downloading Podvocacy with Jason and David. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm David. And episode number three. That's right. Here we How are, on, man. man? Yeah. How was your week? Uh, my week has been pretty good. Uh, yep. A lot of overtime stuff at work, so okay. uh, I've been putting in a little bit of that, getting a little cash for the uh, ho- upcoming holiday season.
0: And that is always good and bad.
1: Yes. So I'm very much Yeah, exactly. So I'm very much looking forward to sleeping in a bit on Saturday there and you know. Sunday. That will be great. How about
0: you? Uh I was lucky enough to have a day off this week. Uh, I had Veterans Day off.
1: Oh wow, that's but, cool.
0: Um so, you know, I a four-day work week I actually and I actually get to take off a little early tomorrow. So, a little bit of a short week. Um You know, it's been fine. There nothing nothing really major has happened.
1: So, so, by my calculation, you've had a four-day week, a week off, and then a four-day week. Am I correct in that?
0: Uh, I actually worked last Friday, oh, so okay, I had a, okay. so I had four days. I had a one-day week,
1: a <laughs> four-day week this week,
0: and then I'll actually have a three-day week next
1: week. I have two days off next week. Oh, geez. So. See, this is this has been a good month for you ever since yeah. we started the podcast. It's working out well. Yeah,
0: exactly. It <laughs> it has been a good month. Um, things are things you know things are looking busy for me though in December. Uh my band just booked like 6 gigs in the last 3 days for December. Nice. So we're going to be we're going to be super busy. That's going to be our busiest month of the year. That's awesome. Um and then I've got an audition on Sunday for a production of Les Misérables.
1: Yes, and break a leg. Best Thank of luck you. to you on appreciate
0: that. appreciate that. appreciate that. And I will have a report next week on what happens. Excellent. So Uh I think that yeah, so that was our week. Um we did have somebody call us out on something from last week's show though.
1: More controversy.
0: That's right. More controversy. My friend Rich Thomas um, was struck by our discussion of Birdman. Uh, he's, on, he's Earthdog on Twitter. That's his Twitter handle. Uh, he was struck by something in our conversation about Birdman when you asked me to give it a rating. Right. And I asked if I could use decimal points. Well, this <laughs> got his dander up. <laughs> because basically what I did was I took it from a five-point rating scale to a 25-point rating scale. Which is true. Cause, you know, if you're giving, if you're giving each of those points, you know, an individual, you know, a weight, then yes, that's true. And his, his issue was that the decimal points don't really communicate any extra information. Which in a vacuum, I, I sort of agree with. Um, especially when we're talking about one movie review. Okay. Where I think, where I think that, that changes though, is, if it becomes a regular thing, then it becomes a situation where you can compare my taste to yours. So for example, if somebody's listening to me and I say that I gave Birdman a 4.25, and then we talk about other movies and say I give, you know, Empire Strikes Back a 4.75, Return of the Jedi a 4.25, and A New Hope a 4.5, well, then you've got sort of where I rank things, and those those comparisons will help you figure out what my tastes are, and then you can kind of compare that to where, you know, the listener is on each of those movies and say, okay, well, he likes different things than I do, or likes them in different ways. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh You brought up the example of, like, the different Star Wars movies. Like, you could... If you weren't using the decimals, he could be looking at giving Birdman a 4 and also Empire Strikes Back a 4. Exactly. So you might think you like them both the same when, in fact, you like Empire Strikes Back a bit better.
0: Exactly. And his – his he was looking at um the video game review show X-Play, which used to be on the G4 network, the now-defunct G4 network. Um, Rest in peace. They had a a rating system that was 1 to 5. And each number meant a specific thing. Right. And that's fine if you have that set up. Because to me, so so for example, for them, a five is near perfect or perfect. If you're a true player, these games will undoubtedly be in your collection, or at the very least, you'll have played them until the cartridges and CDs melted. If a game (laughs) gets a five and you like the genre, you should buy. That's fine. For me though, when I'm looking at rating movies, you know, without without a specific breakdown like that, I'm like, well, a five, that's a that's a perfect score. And I I'm sorry, I've never seen a perfect movie.
1: Oh, come on, the I, Avengers.
0: And it's I would get I would probably give the Avengers a four point seven five. Oh. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic <laughs> movie, it's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of great stuff in there, but I don't think it's perfect. I think that I think it has its flaws. Oh not yeah, many, of course. Not many. Nope. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is I don't I don't know that I could ever give a a movie a five. That's a good point. So and 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 so and that that actually is a weakness. It, it, that isn't an, another weakness of the decimal system is that if I'm if I'm you know rating something as perfect, then then a five doesn't actually mean anything if I can't give it yeah true so you know it's one of those things that you know will will take it takes time you know to figure it out
1: oh yeah and actually we could even maybe even come up with our own rating system maybe we
0: maybe, maybe we will
1: down the road that's right um if anyone has suggestions on that or I'll, I'll think about that. I'll think, yeah. I mean, for instance, right now we're talking what four? It was 4.25 seals out of five, which we originally said was like our podificacy seal, but I really think right. it should be like actual seals. Like okay, like, like elephant you know. seals? Ooh, elephant fe- ele- elephant seals are good. They are. They They're are. good. All right, so we'll stick with elephant seals for now <laughs> okay. until we can maybe figure out something better. Sounds good. All
0: right. So let's move into news now that we've taken care of controversy from last week's show. Yes. And uh by the way, thanks Rich for listening and thank you for uh you know getting involved with the podcast. We appreciate that.
1: Yeah, and I'm really I just want to take a second. I'm really really happy with the overall engagement we've gotten. Yeah. You know, lots of
0: comments on the on the website. And, yep,
1: yep. Uh we did
0: we have at least one review on iTunes. Oh, awesome! We do have one review on iTunes, um, and it was a good one. It was a it was a strong review, so we appreciate that. Excellent. I believe that was a a Mushroom Jones. Hmm. Who, if if you know who that is, you know who that is, and if you don't know who that is, I'm not going to be the one to tell you.
1: Nope. All I'll say is that I he has excellent taste in podcasts. He does, and I would have said that before he gave us a, a re- review. <laughs> So yeah, now that we are officially on iTunes and all that good stuff, if you feel so inclined, please feel free to give us a five-star review and write some thoughts or don't write some thoughts or maybe put a five-star review and tell us about the last great meal you had. Doesn't matter. It still counts. (laughs) I can't wait to see our first five-star review that says, last week I had this great shrimp bisque.
0: (laughs) Shrimp bisque, huh?
1: It's a thing. I've had it. I'm sure it is.
0: I'm sure it is. So let's start with news. Um, There is a there is a big news story out there in the world of comics that sort of bleeds over into wrestling.
1: Just a bit.
0: It's clobbering time.
1: (laughs) Yes, there will be a Thor annual. And Jason Aaron has given his blessing to someone else to write at least, I think there's actually going to be a couple stories in it. I believe and so. this person is going to be writing the story for young Thor, which if you're familiar with Jason Aaron's uh, uh, previous run, which has moved into the current run where there is a uh, female Thor, uh, a lot of the story centered around young Thor, modern Thor as they call it, and then uh Thor. King of Asgard in the future. And, well, just some great stories there for all three timelines. So, one of the stories is going to center on young Thor. And, David, I think you might be familiar with the person who wrote this.
0: I believe his name is Philip Brooks.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that yeah. name doesn't sound familiar. No,
0: you probably know him better by his wrestling name, oh. uh, which is C.M. Punk. Yes. He is going to be writing a story about young Thor in Thor Annual number 1. Um this is an interesting development. Uh, if for those of you who don't know CM Punk left the WWE uh last January, January of 2014. Um you know, he hasn't really spoken on why. There are there are all sorts of speculations as to what happened? You can find them on the internet. I don't want to get into that right now. But suffice it to say, he has not been in a, in a wrestling ring since January. And it does not appear that he is ever coming back.
1: Yeah, I think that's been pretty much the overall feeling from people inside. And I think a lot of fans have kind of given up on the idea of him coming back, at least anytime soon.
0: Right. Um, and this is apparently part of him moving on. Apparently he is looking for a new career.
1: Other than, what, commentator on The Walking Dead, which well, I believe he's going to be on again this Sunday? Yes, he
0: is going to be on again this Sunday. <laughs> uh Which I will watch, because I always watch Talking Dead. And we'll, You know, we'll see what happens. Um, But apparently he wants to make this not just a one-time thing.
1: Yeah, I believe he said that he has actually had, he's pitched before ideas to write Punisher, which hasn't says not... he
0: has a great Punisher story in him that he would like to put out into the world.
1: I think we all have a great Punisher story in us somewhere though. I don't. Oh. <laughs> well, you just ruined my theory then, so I guess not everybody. <laughs> so so what's what's your take on this? Are you excited? Are You're you unsure? What are you thinking? I am unsure. Uh okay. I was a
0: fan of CM Punk. Um not my favorite wrestler but he was probably, you know, in in terms of WWE guys, he was probably in my top 5. Okay. Um, you know, I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed him in the ring and on the mic. I enjoyed him outside the ring. I've enjoyed his his appearances on Talking Dead. I don't know that Look, if Jason Aaron if he's pitched a story to Jason Aaron And Jason Aaron liked it enough to say, yes, absolutely, let's go ahead and, you know, let me let me take this to Marvel and we'll see, you know, let's see what we can do. I've got confidence then that it's going to be a good story. Right. Um, you know, Jason Aaron has done a lot of good things recently, so I'll trust him.
1: Yeah, I think I would agree with that too. Um, I think at one point in talking about it, um... Before the show, we thought, you know, Jason Aaron is a huge wrestling fan. That's he, he's he's made that very clear. Yes. Um, so we're kind, you know, hopefully it wasn't just the fact that I think Jason Aaron to the point as a writer is, I think he's to the point where he won't look at this and go, "Well, this guy I really like has this idea. I guess I should." I I think it truly is a good idea, or else I don't think Jason Aaron would be doing this. Right.
0: Right, because he mean he's probably putting his reputation on the
1: line. Oh, I think that absolutely, you know, anytime something like this happens where someone from outside the industry, especially when you've got so many people working hard to get into the industry, when someone like this from the outside the industry who has an interest in it, but hasn't really done anything to work his way into it, you know, that's going to be, people are going to look at that in the results in how Jason Aaron went ahead and approved, you know, help make this happen. Sure. So I think, I'm excited. Right. Well, I, okay. okay. I'm I'm not I, okay, I'm not going to say excited. Um I'm not going to not buy this annual because of this. Okay. Um I'm I'm interested. That's the word I need to use. Yeah. I am very interested in seeing his take and seeing how how he translates from, you know, the person the person we know in his in the ring time and his promos and how that transfers over to him writing a brash young character in Young Thor. Which, I guess if he's going to write anything, a brash young character is pretty much in his wheelhouse. That is true. That is true.
0: But I'm not sure that I want to see CM Punk Thor. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I want to see him as an anal- Thor as an analog for CM Punk. We'll see if that's what happens.
1: Yeah, I, hopefully that will not be the case. But right. it will be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, it will.
1: Now, in other news that I am not at all interested or excited about a uh, little bit of detail has come out about Dr. Doom in the new fantastic four remake. And I, I don't even think I can describe this without shaking violently. If you think you can do it, you can go ahead and say what's going to happen. But <laughs> Um,
0: yeah. So Toby Kebble, Kebel, Cabell, I don't know how you pronounce it. Is playing Dr. Doom in the new Fantastic Four film. Which, calling him Dr. Doom might be a stretch. But then again, yeah. calling this movie Fantastic Four is also <laughs> probably going to be a stretch. Uh, no longer is is the character going to be named Victor Von Doom. His name is going to be Victor Domashev. <sighs> Doom is going to be his blogger handle. Uh, no longer is Doom a, the ruler of a country. He is a programmer. An anti-social programmer.
1: Can I just say that hearing you describe that made me like you less? (laughs) (laughs) This is, I don't, uh, I don't understand what they're doing. If they think that by changing it it's going to get a better reaction than the first um fantastic four movies they did originally the problem with those movies was not because they followed the origins from the comics that was not the problem no i mean they have said that they even told the people playing the characters not to get familiar with the characters in the comics they actually said that to these people now i'm okay with the casting I'm okay with what they did with Johnny Storm. That's fine with me. That doesn't bother me one bit. But I don't see the point in taking such a good character and uh, making him a blogger? Ah, I don't get it. (laughs) I do not get what they are trying to do with this. I mean, there has
0: been speculation that this has more of a hold in the Ultimate Universe as opposed to the 616. But still, it just...
1: I, I yeah
0: I I have no desire to see this movie as it stands right now.
1: Yeah, the the way I see it you can take um Eric Schmidt who's the CEO of Google. He is more like Dr. Doom right now than this character in this movie playing Dr. Doom is going to be like <laughs> Dr. Doom. I mean, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> the guy running Google reminds me more of Victor Von Doom than this guy ever will. So I can't uh, really argue with you. Yeah. So, uh, it was news. We had to bring it up. But at this, I, I, uh, you know, there are good people putting time and effort into making a movie. There's people who aren't the megastars supporting their families. So, I don't want the movie to fail miserably. No. But I would like 20th Century Fox to go, oh, we can't just do whatever we want with these characters. That's not what people want to see.
0: I have been a Fantastic Four fan all my life. I want a Fantastic Four movie that I can enjoy.
1: Yeah, you're still waiting on that. I aren't am you?
0: still waiting on that. Actually, the closest the, this is going to sound funny, but the closest that there has ever been is the Roger Corman version <laughs> that never got <laughs> released. That you can only find, you know, as a bootleg.
1: Now there is a uh, a documentary on that on Netflix, right? Is there? I believe there is. I'll double check that. Okay, and I might have to find that. Yeah. And if you do find it, go ahead and put it in the show notes yes, if you I can. Will. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that there is a whole, and maybe it's not even on Netflix. Maybe it was just on, done on YouTube or something. And yeah, I know you can't find the movie, but there actually is a documentary somewhere about that, which I will probably, I would probably watch a hundred times over before I would even think about going and spending my money on this movie. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say about that. (laughs) No,
0: I just, yeah, come on, 20th Century Fox, do
1: better. Now, if I could, I I would like to cleanse our palates with a bit of poetry. Can I do that for a second? Is that okay? Go ahead. Okay. I would like to present to you what I feel is an important... Okay, ready? It takes a lot to make a stew. A pinch of salt and laughter too. A scoop of kids to add the spice. A dash of love to make it nice. And you've got too many cooks. <laughs> if you can put applause in there, that'd be great. I love oh, that.
0: Okay, well,
1: well, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> I am making a lot of demands of you today. I am sorry. No, for that's that. fine.
0: <laughs> so yes. So if, if you're not familiar with what just <laughs> happened here, um, Adult Swim released an 11 minute short film. I guess that's the best way to put it.
1: It's a... Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they meant for it to go viral, but yeah, it is basically a short film.
0: It is a a mock credit sequence for a a, a sort of, like, 70s or 80s family-style sitcom called Too Many Cooks. It is one of the most absurd, (laughs) bizarre downright strange things that I have ever seen. And I've been on the internet since 1995.
1: (laughs) You did forget to add disturbing. (laughs) You might not want to leave that one out. (laughs) No,
0: it is disturbing is definitely a word that should go in there.
1: Yeah, I've heard people say that you can tell a lot from somebody by how far they make it into too many cooks.
0: I made it about four minutes and I thought about clicking the X to shut it off. But I was like, no, I want to see what else is going to happen here.
1: And you're better for it, right? I think I am better for it, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely describe this as something as you just when you think that the gag is over or they're just going to repeat the same thing over again, they do something. You go, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I have to keep watching for another couple minutes. And then that couple minutes comes up again you go, oh, no, 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 I have to keep watching again for a couple minutes. Yeah. I mean, they cover, I can't even count how many genres they do. They do the sitcom. They do, uh, they do like a law and order ripoff. Right. They do like an
0: eighties primetime drama like Falcon Crest or Dynasty.
1: <laughs> yes. And that Falcon is in there for a long time. The
0: Falcon is what got me to keep going.
1: <laughs> I have Perfect. to admit,
0: I have to admit that that's about the point where I was going to tap out. And then like I saw the Falcon and I was like, okay.
1: And then you saw the Falcon. And yes, like, and then okay. I kept seeing the Falcon and I was like
0: I don't know what's happening here, but I, I'm I'm strangely compelled to keep watching.
1: And throughout the video, there's actually a kind of a subplot of a mass murderer going through and killing off the main characters, or at least the characters as they're portraying them. Um I guess his name is Bill, is what I've heard him refer to as. But every time <laughs> Well, and every time it goes to show his name, the VCR, it basically looks like you're watching the whole video on, like, a VCR. Because it's got, like, the little, uh, like, the squigglies at the bottom and the top of the screen. Right. There are all sorts of tracking problems. Tracking. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. It's been too long since I had a VCR. And every time Bill's name comes up, you can't make it out because the picture goes incredibly fuzzy. Right. There is also a, a ALF analog, which is a cat named Snarf. <laughs> who at one point Who at one point can't believe I'm describing this
0: is so ridiculous.
1: <laughs> who at one point has to blow up Bill with his laser eyes, which then takes us into a Battlestar Galactica parody. If
0: you haven't seen it, do yourself the favor and watch it. It's one oh, yeah. of those things where like it it's it's funny and it's good. It has gotten a little – it did get a little bit overblown there for a little while where, like, everybody was talking about it and everybody was raving about it. hmm And maybe maybe it didn't deserve that, but it's definitely worth a watch.
1: Yeah, it's definitely getting to the point now where, like, the second wave of people are just starting to right. see it. The first wave was pretty much, like, right after we stopped recording last week mm-hmm. I started seeing this. And that kind of died down, and then I'm starting to see it pick up again. Yeah. So – I mean, it's just funny because it reminds you of pretty much every show you watch in the 80s, be it Perfect Stranger or Full House or anything like that. Right. And it just, like I said, every time you go, eh, okay, it's starting to get a little old, something happens and you go, okay, never mind, I have to keep watching because what the hell are they going to do next?
0: <laughs> Certainly interesting, that much is for sure. You know what else is interesting? What's that? The idea of an Aunt May film.
1: Boy, we're we're calling a lot of things interesting tonight, aren't we? <laughs> yes. The,
0: well, and and I look. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not sure what Sony is doing with the Spider-Man franchise. I'm
1: mm-hmm. not sure that
0: Sony knows what they're doing with the Spider-Man franchise. I agree. There's been talk of of a Venom film that's been canceled. Yep. There is the talk of a Sinister Six film that could completely change everything they've done to this point. Mm-hmm. And now there's the talk that Aunt May, I don't know if it's going to be Sally Field or you know if they're going to bring in a new actress, who knows. Um that Aunt May could be getting her own film.
1: Well, and I think it actually would be a different um actress because it looks from what they're saying, <laughs> the speculation is it's going to be a younger Aunt May when she was a spy. Oh. Which wow. Aunt May was
0: never a spy, guys. Well, if you've ever read, well, yeah, and if you've ever read Mark Millar's Trouble,
1: I was, I was going to bring that up,
0: <laughs> which um, I can't remember where they ranked it, but uh, <laughs> on their list of every story ever, War Rocket Ajax put that story pretty low. Uh, they, yeah, I don't know if if you know if for people who don't listen to War Rocket Ajax, basically they're taking 2014. As a chance to list every comic story ever in order of quality from top to bottom.
1: Yes. And if you vamp for a little bit, I might be able to tell us where it's ranked.
0: Uh, let's see. So trouble, if you, if, you know, if you're not familiar with trouble, trouble was Mark Millar's idea of exploring Ben and May's past where it, it's basically a romantic minis, miniseries, um, where May, Ben and Pete's parents, Richard and Mary, go off on a uh, a sort of beach vacation. And it's sort of a
1: a, a romantic drama.
0: Yeah. Which it just sounds like an odd idea.
1: Yeah, and the basic... Impl- um, okay, I mean, we're going to spoil this because you should never read this book. The basic implication at the end is that Aunt May is actually Peter's mom through certain circumstances, which we don't need to get into now. Yeah. On the Ever Story Ever list, which it it currently has 151 entries, with Identity Crisis being the last one, and good lord if that ever changes, Trouble was ranked (laughs) at 143. So,
0: ninth from the bottom?
1: Yes, ninth from the bottom, and only better than, let's see, the issue of Avengers where Captain Marvel, or Ms. Marvel gets raped, and Spider-Man Sins of the Past... Which, oh, I can't remember what that one was. Dance of the Past is, isn't that the one where Gwen Stacy comes back for a day or? I think so. Yeah, something where that, but I think so. She didn't die or anything. It is just below Batman, the widening widening gyre, so that should tell you something. That
0: should tell you a lot. (laughs) And even though I'm a Kevin Smith fan, that's not a good book.
1: I agree. And I think that the, he's actually currently doing the Batman 66 meets the Green Horton, Green Hornet. That was mostly written by Ralph Garman, so right. I think that's why that's actually been decent. Right. So, yeah. So, anyways, back to the Aunt, <laughs> Aunt May as we go down our little rabbit hole here. Yeah, as long as it's, I, I'm just glad it's not trouble. If it's, the second I hear that trouble has anything to do with this, then uh Sony needs to just shut down their movie division for the rest of eternity. Because yes, there's, that there's that would no be reason bad. for them to be making movies. <laughs> that would be bad. Oh. <laughs> Ugh. It's going to take a while to recover from all this. <laughs> it is. It is. There's a lot going on. But thankfully, there's been some good TV on recently. There's been some great TV. Where where would you like to start our great TV talk?
0: Uh, let's start... Well, let's start chronologically. So let's okay. start with Saturday's uh, episode of Doctor Who.
1: Ooh. The finale. all right I made some comments on Twitter that I would have some things to say about this. But being a gentleman, I will let you give your thoughts first and then I'll come in with, uh, what I got. So
0: I enjoyed most of the episode. Um, I thought it was a, a fine way to wrap up the Danny Pink and Clara story. Uh, I thought the use of the Cybermen was great. Um, there was a point, though, where I thought the episode was ending, and I was kind of like, huh, that's it? And then they put that little tag on where everything just kind of changed. And yeah. I was just like, I, "Like my wife and I both kind of looked at each other, and we just both both broke out with these huge grins because of the implications for the Christmas special. Okay. Um, I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was a good episode overall. I thought there was some, some interesting stuff done. Um, you know, I thought that the miss, Missy, the Mistress, the Master, whatever you want to call her, she was fantastic. Just completely unhinged and deranged.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it was nice to see Kate Stewart back. And, Although I am mourning the loss of Osgood. Ooh, spoiler. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Hey. Although if you know who Osgood
0: is, if you know who Osgood is, you watched this episode. Let's be honest.
1: That's true. So, how did you feel about it? Okay. You can probably talk me into thinking this was a good episode. You definitely can't talk me into it being a great episode. And I think a lot of people agree with that. Um, what I expected after seeing the episode before, um, Dark Water, I expected to at least maintain the momentum it had, but from the very beginning, like, it just got too clever for itself, um... I think actually what we might do is we might get into some spoilers and I'll set like a two minute timer or something so people can skip ahead if you, if they want to. Okay. If, 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 that's okay with you. If that's you think fine. That's, okay. that's fine. So I, um, I'll just say what I can before then. Some of the things that happened, I mean, it, Moffitt kind of out moffeted himself, which he tends to do a lot anymore. And yeah, we're going to have to get in spoilers. So <laughs> okay. I'll set, I'll set a two minute timer. So if you're listening to the podcast, just go ahead and skip ahead two minutes, and we'll be done, or I'll be telling you to skip ahead another two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to start the timer, and you can skip ahead now. Okay, so, okay, the girl in the bow tie, who was that? Osgood. That's That's what I thought. Okay. All right. So (laughs) here's where, here's well, the first part I thought it started going downhill was, you know, the people they cut they they show up, they're they're actually prepared. Like they're prepared for the Cyberman, they're prepared for what's going on, and the first thing they do is drug the doctor because why would you want your most valuable asset actually conscious for any of this? So then they get them on the on the airplane, and of course they reveal that he's actually the president of Earth and all this, which that that was okay. I like it. But that. yeah, so um Oswin. Um or Osgood Os- Osgood. I was good. Okay. I will remember that from now on. <laughs> she she has this moment where she figures out that they're dealing with the master. Just, and the doctor's even impressed that she figured this out. Like, wow, that was he, he's impressed that she figured it out.
0: Right.
1: Not ten minutes later, when the master says that she's going to kill her and brings her really close to her, and then says, you know, check your pockets, she spends a good ten seconds looking at those handcuffs like, well, why are these in my pocket? So she went from being super intelligent to being the dumbest person on the planet <laughs> in like 10 minutes for the story, of course. Right. And, you know, the the masters there putting her lipstick on. And the two guards are standing right behind her and didn't notice the fact she had taken the, the handcuffs off or that she's putting her makeup on. That was the part that bothered me. Yeah. So, ooh, that just killed me. Because, the, again, Osgood went from... Clever, the doctor's impressed. And then ten minutes later, she she literally stares at the handcuffs for ten seconds like, well, how did these get in here? It couldn't have anything to to do with the person who just said she was going to kill me or anything. Fair. That's a fair point. Yeah, and then we're at our two minutes now. Welcome back, everybody. So, I said some stuff. (laughs) Um I think I can say the rest without getting spoilers so okay. we're good to continue. Um the part where the master kind of re- reveals that sh- maybe her involvement between the doctor and Clara I that should have had so much impact but it just fell flat for me. And I it's almost like because they I don't know, they did it too soon or they didn't make it seem important enough because to me that seemed like that would have been a huge deal. Like well- I can, I can understand that, but I
0: think it's sort of been threaded throughout the season to where I don't know that it was meant to come off as any kind of big surprise for the audience. Okay. Um, you know, because like, cause she said things in other episodes that have sort of led you to believe that she has something to do with Clara being with the doctor.
1: Uh, okay. All right. So <laughs>
0: I, that, that was where I went with
1: that. Okay. And I'll, and I'll give it that because I didn't pay attention a hundred percent to every episode, especially the ones I couldn't get into Right when Missy, when Missy showed up at the end, you know, I didn't really pay much attention at that point either. Right. So I, I'll give it that. And I, I don't know. And then what, what Danny ended up doing, I don't think it had as much emotional impact. And well, I'm I don't know. disagree
0: with you. I was, I was, you know, I was pretty heartbroken and, you know, heartbroken and sort of i guess heart warmed by by that whole thing and then there was the ending with the the last cyberman
1: right which and of course which was nice but of course like they couldn't just have the doctor salute the cyberman and then we go oh that's who it is they had to go she's talking about her dad. Why? She's talking about her dad. And then the doctor looks over and <laughs> goes, Oh, I know why. Well, Just have him salute him and we can go, Oh, it makes sense. I, I mean,
0: I, I guess, but I think there, I think there are enough people watching who don't know who that is. That oh, it was, yeah. that it was so that they sort of needed to stick the, they, in order to, they sort of needed to stick it there.
1: They did, but they also made sure they pointed him out his picture in the plane and stuff right. too. So eh, I know, but I think the problem with, and I, I think that Danny's what Danny did I think does have a more emotional resonance for most people. By that point I was just seeing like the downward slope of the whole thing I was like I can't believe you got I can't believe this happened after I loved that last episode You're so much. You're just
0: a cold cold man.
1: I am. You you pegged me correctly, sir. <laughs> so there has been some talk that maybe Moffitt will be not show running next season mm-hmm. and I think that when he took over from Davies, that the show definitely perked up a bit for a while, and that's when I started watching because of Matt Smith and everything. So I right. think maybe change would is what I need. I don't know if other people need, and other people actually might want him to stay on. But I think I would be okay with the change. But again, I love Capaldi as the Doctor, love right. him so much. I just don't know that. I, I don't know that Moffat quite knows how to find a good tenor with him just yet and hopefully he'll do that or hopefully he'll hand the reins over to someone who can make that doctor his own right
0: so how do you feel about the christmas special coming up
1: (laughs) well i knew that i knew that person's voice as soon as i heard it i I also knew that person was going to be in the christmas special so um i think that they're gonna have to do something because don't forget we saw that um at the end of time or at the end of the universe or whatever, when they met the astronaut who bears a striking resemblance to Danny. Right. I think Clara might have some other news she was going to share with the doctor and didn't quite get to. So we'll see. I think think they're going to have to cover something there. So I will watch it. I will be excited. And Christmas episodes can be hit or miss, but because they don't always pull into the big arc of the season, they can be one-offs and they can be a little more enjoyable. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Well, That actor as Santa Claus just has me really excited.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Do we we
0: really have to skirt around it? It's Nick Frost from the Cornetto trilogy. Yes. As Santa Claus. Which is just like, okay, I I can't wait. Yeah, exactly. So. So okay, so that was Saturday. That was? So we'll move on to Monday.
1: Monday. I don't don't
0: think there was any, there, there was a football game on, there were a few football games on on Sunday that I don't think anybody needs to talk about.
1: Oh, I, I definitely don't need to talk about the one I was watching.
0: <laughs> I don't need to talk about the one that I was watching. It okay. was a blowout in my direction.
1: Yeah, yeah so. that that must have been nice. So yeah. moving on.
0: <laughs> so Monday, the Blacklist mid-season finale happened, and there was a lot of interesting stuff. Uh The big takeaway that I took was the return of The Box. And for people who watched the first season, uh they should know what the box is. Yes. Um, it's basically a a nigh indes- a nigh indestructible prison within FBI headquarters.
1: And it has on several occasions now proven just how nigh indestructible it is. Yes. And this time was probably its biggest test. Caused my girlfriend to go, ew. Yes. <laughs> so without... Yeah, that was that uh
0: There was some blood and guts in this episode,
1: just a bit. So, just a little. I I almost thought Red was gonna, at the last second, go, "Okay, I can turn off the whatever's in there." But,
0: oh, (laughs) I think he could have.
1: Oh, you know what? Yeah, they'll probably. I think he could.
0: I think at some point they are going to reveal that he definitely could have.
1: Yeah, because they decided not to. They like to portray Red as actually having weaknesses, but I don't think that man has weaknesses. I think he's got a contingency for everything. His only weakness is fedoras. <laughs> I think that if aliens invaded, he would know what to do. He would he would be able to stop the invasion. He's that prepared. <laughs> Possibly. He's right. always
0: thinking three steps ahead.
1: <clears throat> yep. And we got a little more uh, intrigue involving Tom Keane. Right. Whose name? Ah, we don't even know his real name yet,
0: do we? No, we still do not know his real name.
1: Because even when he needed to speak to Berlin, he said Tom Keane. Right. So that's interesting.
0: We did seem to get a wrap, I mean well we did get a wrap up on the whole Berlin saga. Mhm.
1: Um it of course ended very well for Berlin. Very well. Yeah, no no problem for him at all.
0: No. No. He he he's a happy healthy person.
1: Yes. Very. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, we don't want to skirt any kind of spoiler stuff really. So I think know. that we can just say that for a fall season finale, it was very good. Yeah,
0: it was. If, if you're watching, you know, if, if you like the blacklist, but for some reason you didn't get to see this episode, you need to. I mean, it's, or, it's super important in terms of the arc of the show.
1: And I'll even say that if you are hearing a lot about the show and you haven't even started watching it yet, you haven't the se the episodes don't start again until after the Super Bowl in February. Right. So you have plenty of time to get on the old Netflix and watch the first season, which is all Netflix, and uh, probably not on Hulu, but you can get on Netflix. And this entire season, I think, should be on Hulu so far, or you, you can have cable, go back. it's probably on demand uh not well comcast that we have the first two or three episodes are off already oh wow okay yeah they don't waste time with that so hulu's probably your best bet right. if you want to watch it there but you got time to catch up and yes. they'll, i'm sure they'll show reruns at some point too right so if you think you plan it out do what an episode every two days or every three days whatever it is to get them all in before february but if you want to pick up a show that everyone's talking about definitely do everything you can to get on it's this a fantastic one. show absolutely
0: Another fantastic show comes on on Tuesdays. It does two fantastic shows come on on Tuesdays. The first one is the flash.
1: yeah, I actually took notes on the flash. I did too Ooh. I did too. Are you bringing them up on your fancy tablet device I am. oh jeez you've you've matched me in every way, sir <laughs> um this was a this was a strong episode it's it finished strong for, it by no means was a bad episode. It was a good episode. I noticed a lot of things irritating me this episode. Really? N- well, not irritating me, but uh, things kept happening. I was like, you know, by now, like for instance, I'll tell you. Okay. Every time the flash changes in the, in the lab and runs out, papers fly all over the place. It's time to get paperweights, people. Or it's time <laughs> to go paperless because it's happening every time now and you need to stop letting that happen fair enough um the did the dialogue seem a little clunky to you in this episode uh not that i noticed because i was thinking that and there was i think three or four instances where my girlfriend actually finished the dialogue they were saying before they did (laughs) and i was like this is yeah i can i can see what they're saying before they say it okay now, we did have the great Clancy Brown show up. Oh, Clancy Brown is
0: fantastic.
1: Love those, these Clancy Brown.
0: For those who don't know who Clancy Brown is, he has a an extremely geek-centric resume. I oh, mean, yeah. We're talking the Highlander series, Starship Troopers. Uh, he was a voice actor in The Clone Wars. Um, he's Red Hulk, I think, right? In the, the Agents of Smash.
1: He may be. I have not I seen any Agents... The- Okay. I know Fred Tessator usually does Hulk. Right. And he did he did Red Hulk in the Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Tessador. Tessador. Okay. But yeah, I think you're right. I think Clancy Brown is Red Hulk in the other show.
0: Right. And then he was Lex he's been Lex Luthor in a ton of different BCU
1: animated series. Oh yeah, he is Lex Luthor. He is so, also the uh oh, who's he play on SpongeBob? The the crab, right? I don't remember. I don't the watch guy, Sp- I don't watch Spongebob, so I don't either, but I just know he's like, <laughs> yeah. that's where all the kids know him from. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: he makes a perfect military jerk.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, did, uh, a couple other things that bother me before we get into the good stuff. Um, when they find the person who the military's after and they have to bring her back to the lab too, like, he has no problem just letting everyone know who he is. <laughs> like he doesn't hide because they take her back to lab. And the next scene he's just standing there in plain clothes and they're all calling him Barry. I'm like, don't you want to protect your identity a little more? Well, I
0: think, I think at that point, star labs is a safe place. True. Um, and so until it's not when general Eiling shows up, Right. Um I think I think that's what that was about. And so they've let her into their home home in quotation marks. Um and so I think that's what that has I think that's why that happens.
1: Okay, I can accept that. I just think it's interesting how we've gone from like Back when in Civil War, it was such a amazing thing that Peter Parker would actually show his identity. To now, in these TV shows, most people know who the, who the good guy is. <laughs> right. This yeah. is
0: a, this is actually I've actually um, discussed this with a friend of mine uh, who lives here in Denver. He has a problem with this in a lot of superhero movies. Right. Um, that unmasking becomes a very a, a very big trope. Like there's that whole that whole scene in Spider Man Two. Where Toby Maguire takes off the mask, you know, when he when he's saving the the elevated train car. Right, right. And like so like all of these people see him unmasked and they're just expected to keep it secret. Yeah. Um so this is not, you know, this is not a new problem. But you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where
1: that goes. Okay. Yeah, I I agree with that hundred percent. And then the only other thing I'll say is. Iris was, you know, the big, the big deal about this episode, aside from what was going on with the military, is that Iris is now putting her name to these blog posts and she's in danger, which makes sense. Sure. But I would just like to point out in this episode, Cisco hacked the government satellites. I think he hacked a couple other things. They are very familiar with Felicity Smoke, who can hack anything. And they can't hack onto the website and just take her name off of it. <laughs> no one thinks of
0: this. <laughs> no
1: one thinks to do this.
0: That's fantastic.
1: I mean, come on, just go to go to uh, HostGator, GoDaddy, shut down her website. Oops, <laughs> your pay your your website is 300 days past due. How'd that happen? Well, your site's down for a while. There you go. So that I just solved most of the problems in the flash by myself, and I'm not even a superhero. No, you're not. But a lot of good stuff happened this episode. <laughs> a lot of good stuff, dude. We got to
0: see Flash do some do some interesting things.
1: Yeah, he's running he's, up
0: sides of buildings now. He's he's pulling the Jesus act, walking on water.
1: <laughs> I find it interesting that he's asking how fast he has to go constantly. Like, does he actually does he know how fast he's going? Right,
0: like like the suit is equipped with a speedometer,
1: which could yeah maybe he's got a heads up display. We don't maybe, see or something that's right. right. But it's just funny because you always think, oh, it's the flash, he's just running as fast as he can. No, he usually is not running very fast at all in his eyes. <laughs> right. <clears throat> maybe, uh, maybe, maybe,
0: maybe he can feel how fast he's running.
1: That's very possible.
0: Maybe there's something within like the speed force.
1: Yeah. And it is kind of building up to the point where every episode he has to go a little faster. Right. Like in the preview for next episode, he has to be, he has to hit Mach 1 for a reason that that if you've seen the preview you know why if you don't you know you'll find out when you watch the episode right. so he has to hit he has to there has to be a sonic boom he has to break the sound barrier so they're slowly moving about further and further up the scale right. so i i just think it's funny though because it's like how fast do i have to go and they say i think the number that came up for the water was 650 miles an hour or something right. he's like okay i got it <laughs> I'm like okay cool
0: <laughs> you just he just instinctively knows
1: <clears throat> yep um I will say that there was a really good cover of "Fuck Seagulls at the end of this episode. Yes, I that, want sort of that, jazzy,
0: yeah, that sort of jazzy Yeah, That was
1: awesome. <laughs> that was very cool. So, so like I said, I, I did think it was a good episode. It was just funny how I kept seeing these little things like um, the fact that, you know, someone's going to get a paper cut one of these days because they don't have enough paperweights in that office. And they <laughs> need to do that. It is, it's a an OSHA violation in my mind.
0: I think all of Star Labs might be an OSHA violation. That's probably true.
1: point. Did, did you have anything else you want to bring up before we talk about what happened at the very end?
0: No. I did have that in my notes, though.
1: Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> Man. I was flipping out.
0: <laughs> I was, too. And I'm not going to consider this a spoiler.
1: I don't think so, either.
0: Because if you were paying attention to the pilot... There was a character introduced at the end of this week's episode, who was hinted at, and I mean, hinting at is is putting it mildly. I mean, it was outright shown that yeah. there that Grad the the Gorilla Grad would be involved.
1: Nope. Oh yeah, and we
0: found out this week's episode, Gorilla Grad is
1: involved. I feel bad for my girlfriend because I was I was like I was sitting there like this is great this is awesome and she's just <laughs> kind of looking at me like you're gonna tell me what this is right? I'm like it's just like it's a gorilla. <laughs> I'm like oh no 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 you see. <laughs> so yeah, I am the fact that they are considering taking it this way, I think it's perfect.
0: It's fantastic.
1: It's great. It is, and I'm sure I'm assuming it's going to be. When he does come, I'm assuming it's going to be mostly CGI and maybe some, uh, prosthetics, you know, an actual suit and stuff. Right. Please, please, please get John DiMaggio to voice him when you bring him on. He is perfect as, I think he does Gorilla Grodd in almost all of the animated stuff. Okay. And he, if you've ever seen Gorilla Grodd in like Batman Brave and the Bold, like he's, as much as he's over the top with, um, Aquaman, he's just as over the top over the top in the film this way with Gorilla Grodd, and I love it so much. <laughs> and I want to hear his voice coming from him as Flash is like running at him. That that will make this the best show I've ever seen, hands down. There you
0: go. Yeah, that was that was a pretty exciting development. Agreed. At the end of the episode. Yeah. So I just realized we forgot something.
1: Oh, what did we forget?
0: We skipped to Tuesday, but we forgot the other the other show on Monday.
1: Got what else is on? There?
0: Oh my goodness.
1: How did we do that? <laughs> I'm not
0: sure. But this week's Gotham was pretty fantastic.
1: Oh, they're getting uh better and better. I'm hearing sure. people who were kind of on the fence at the beginning are coming around. They're I'm one definitely of them. seeing Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm one of the I know I had to be like, Come on, man, just give it a... give it another week. Give them another week. Right. We can do this. There were a lot of there was
0: just a lot of good stuff in this episode.
1: Yeah, wow, I really can't believe we almost forgot to talk yeah. about that.
0: Um so let's start with, you know Just the first thing that hit me in this episode was Penguin walking up to that lady and asking for her brooch. Yep. Just so creepy. Uh Uh-huh. So creepy.
1: Especially when she really didn't want to give up the brooch. Right. No, she did not. And then when he tries to give it to Fish Mooney, (laughs) you knew it was going to happen. Well, first of all, it was in the commercials, but you knew what she was going to do. And just like the look on his face, and when he put his hand up to stop them from, you know, re- from retaliating, like just the the fury and the pain you could see in his eyes before he kind of calmed down. Such a good acting job. I lo- <laughs> I love just seeing what he does every week. Robin with his Lord Taylor is
0: he may have the best crafted character on television right now. Yes, his his penguin is just so. Interesting. The, there's Very. that word again. Yep. <laughs> may may that may factor into the episode title for this week. Ooh, spoilers! Spoilers. Um, th- this was another example. You know, we talked about Clancy Brown in the Flash. This mm-hmm. was another episode of fantastic guest casting because uh, Todd Stashwick, who played Sionis, um, is one of my favorite. That guy's, you know, <laughs> right. you know, you know that guy from somewhere. Yes, um, exactly. Specifically, I mean, he's he's done guest spots on on almost, I think, every TV show that I've watched over the past ten years. <laughs> wow! Um, but he specifically had a a regular role on the FX show The Riches, which starred Eddie Izzard and uh, Minnie Driver.
1: I know about it. Never saw it.
0: It was a fantastic show.
1: Okay. Well, anything with Eddie Izzard usually is.
0: Yes. Um, it's a, it's, it's a show about a, a Romany family who are con artists and, you know, they're trying to escape the, the gypsy lifestyle, you know, in terms of living in the camps and everything. Um, but it's, he, Todd Stashwick was fantastic on that show and he was, he was amazing on Gotham. Yeah. So good. Just such a slimy sleazeball.
1: Right. I My take on... It's not even my take on Gotham. I'm really glad that they had the interview recently where Jeff Johns came out and said that we need to be looking at these things basically as different universes. Sure. Because... It looks, you know, in Gotham, it's so much easier to accept the fact that it looks like it's actually going to be Alfred who mostly trains Bruce to become, well, maybe not fully train him to become Batman, but lays the ground footing for it. Right. It's so much easier to accept that in the fact that this is, a, this is a universe that's completely separate from what you've seen in the other movies or anything like that. This is how it's happening in this universe, and we're doing it in a way that it works very well. So I'm just glad to know that even though you've got... Flash and Arrow in one universe doing their thing. You've got these movies doing their own thing. And you've got Gotham, which is basically rewriting the Batman mythos to an extent. I just like the fact that they've come out and said, please don't look at this like this doesn't jive with the Batman from the movies. This is what? a whole different thing. And I, it's made it a lot easier for me to just go, okay, I can enjoy this. Because this is." they're not trying to tell us this is official Batman canon for Earth-1 right or yeah i think yeah earth one or other up to like back up the 3 or whatever but and that and that's a smart
0: thing. Oh, absolutely. A smart thing to do.
1: Yeah, it makes it much easier for me to enjoy these shows and i'm really glad they did that. Unlike uh Marvel, <laughs> <laughs> where agents of shield ties everything in. where
0: everything is a part of everything.
1: And you know what? I absolutely love that they do that too. Yes, absolutely. So,
0: Because, well, but that's partially because they're not, they're not contradicting each other. You know, it's, it's all working as one, as one big canon.
1: Right. And where Marvel seems to be doing things right in the movies and now finally the TV shows, you know, at least DC can be saying, well, we've got the TV stuff going pretty well. Yeah, they do. Hopefully this next movie with the, you know, Batman and Superman going to court won't be too bad or anything like that. But yes, yeah, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: No, I, hold on. I want to I wanna go back. I want to stay on Gotham for a minute. Oh, sure, sure. I'm sorry. So we had some things happen between Fish Mooney and Liza.
1: Ah, uh, yes.
0: I think that Liza spilling the knockout drops or whatever they were, the tranquilizer liquid, I think that is going to come back. Okay. I don't think we've heard the last of that. And I think that Fish Mooney might be in some trouble.
1: Oh, she's definitely in trouble. More trouble than
0: she <laughs> realizes. She's in.
1: Oh well, yeah, she's she's such on this power trip of hers that she doesn't think she can be beaten, right? And now, how how do you think it's going to come back? Like, I because she didn't clean it up completely, and maybe it's still in like the tablecloth. Oh or... no!
0: I okay. think that what happened is, and we this is not a spoiler because I don't know this, right? I think that Falcone caught her.
1: Oh. Don
0: Falcone, sorry, not Falcone. I think that Don Falcone caught her. Gotcha. Um and I think that instead of, and I think she was kind of forced to tell him everything. Right. That was going on. And he is now using her as part of the long con that he is running.
1: Okay. Or, I mean, she could have even admitted it to him. Possibly. But yeah, I, I see where you're coming from here, and that's from what they're starting to do with some of this stuff. That's definitely a, a place I could see them going. Yeah. So yeah, I, okay. I'm I'm glad you brought that up.
0: Yeah. So I, I think I I'm definitely interested in seeing where that goes.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of plot lines in the show that I really want. I can't wait to see. Where they end up. Right. And that's rare usually with the, with shows like this. It's like, okay, well, I like this one plot line, but why are we still talking about this other thing? <laughs> because, you know, me, I'm never judgmental about TV shows at never, all. Never, ever. I mean, come on. I sit there for an hour. I want it to be an enjoyable hour sure, of my time. I can understand that.
0: <laughs> I mean, um, and enjoyable is what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been lately.
1: Absolutely. what do so, you think of this week?
0: I, you know, I was kind of surprised that we wrapped up Sort of the what of the carvings this yeah. early. Mm-hmm. Um, we've sort of moved on to a a where situation. Um, you know, we're we're kind of answering these questions, and I'm, I was kind of surprised we got the answer this early. I almost expected that to happen more like in the mid season finale.
1: I think maybe they were afraid about going too far with Colson going crazy. Okay. I thought may- maybe they just thought fans wouldn't be able to handle that. Of course, that could also be... I mean, as, as they're starting to show more and more with this actual program, it, they seem to be setting things up well. So I, I was surprised, too. Like, when he... Su- when he was hanging up and he said it's three dimensional, I thought that was all that that was going to be the big epi- or the big takeaway for him in this show, right? Just that he's realizing, don't think of it as a two dimensional plane, think of it as three dimensional. Sure. So when they finally revealed at the end that it's actual, did they say he said it was like a city, right? That's what he said. Yeah. So, which now I'm trying to think of what cities in the Marvel universe are important and things like that, but. I, I agree with you. I am also surprised, but I also think maybe they were afraid that having Coulson out of the mix or to the point where he couldn't be running the, maybe they were afraid to go there. Right. But I, I obviously don't know that for sure, but
0: I also enjoyed um, the, the scene with him in the memory, the memory machine mm-hmm. Uh with him tracing back his steps. Um, it was, in, it was interesting to see, uh, the way that shield runs or the the way that shield was running before you know before all of this happened
1: yeah and that was shot very well too
0: it was it was extremely well shot
1: i mean they um, la- they almost layer it like a horror film almost
0: almost it it actually sort of reminded me of some of the some of the scenes from american horror asylum
1: okay yeah i see what you're saying there,
0: you know there was just the way it was shot starkly and you know the, you know there were people going crazy, and uh-huh. um, that's that's sort of what it it reminded me of.
1: Yeah, I like that they're doing those creative touches too. Yes, because that's the kind of thing that it was severely lacking last season. And the fact they're doing this kind of thing now too, it's <clears throat> it's just I don't what can you say? It's just good. They know what they're they finally know what they're doing, and they've proved it week and week and week again.
0: Yep. This was a good episode. This was a strong episode. It was, yeah, a, and we... was a good week of television.
1: Oh, yeah. And I like where they're going with Ward. I, I saw a couple comments on Facebook, or no, on Twitter. I guess people thought because of how Ward's approaching things that they're going to, someone was saying that they're going to, they thought they're going to try to split him off as to be the Punisher. I'm like, I don't see that.
0: No, I don't see
1: that either. So I know that a couple people would address that, and I think the overwhelming feeling was that doesn't quite make sense. Um,
0: I mean, I I guess if you you wanted to deviate completely from comic canon, which they haven't done, really. Right. I mean, I guess I could see if he's going to go take out his brother, which is what they sort of hinted at. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess you could sort of say he is going to be a Punisher-like character. Right. But I think being the actual Punisher, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, unless he was wearing a skull on a t-shirt, I didn't, (laughs) I don't think they're going there. Now, did you ever see any of the, the thoughts that the Punisher was actually in the Captain America movie? Winter Soldier? No. Look that up. You go ahead, you, you looked that up at some point and our audience looked that up too, because there's a couple scenes in there where, well, let's just say that there's a yellow rider truck that keeps showing up. And people keep getting hurt when that when that yellow rider truck shows up. Interesting. And, yeah, and some people are like, "Huh? Always around when they need them. Always killing people." Interesting. So yeah, search ser- search that everybody and look at that for a little bit because there's some interesting stuff behind that.
0: Huh.
1: Fascinating. Indeed. Um, can I make a quick recommendation for people who might be interested in some comics? Sure, go ahead. I'm going to recommend that those people check out Longbox Heroes, where they talk about comics and stuff like this. And they went into detail well, with a couple things. They also talked about the Thor annual coming up. and They did. They reviewed Rocket Raccoon like I did last week. They liked it too, so they agree with my opinions. So uh, search out Longbox Heroes on iTunes and Stitcher and any of your podcast catchers that you have. Go to
0: longboxheroes.com.
1: Indeed. And check them out, because they're part of a, a set of, a couple shows here. Um, Longbox being the main one. Uh, we also feel very uh, kindred spirits with the Prodigal Sons Podcast, which you can find at ProdigalSonsPodcast.com. Also on iTunes. And also check out our friends at the Fresher and Parlance show, which is just recently got on iTunes as well. Uh, they were actually doing mostly YouTube and Google Hangouts, but... We're, we're kind of loosely considering ourselves kind of a network and we, you know, we enjoy each other's content. So I would just like to definitely give a shout out to all those shows and I definitely recommend people try it. I will say that, uh, uh, Prodigal Sons gets a little into the blue territory. So don't listen to the kids around, but I still very much enjoy listening to those guys. That's right.
0: Uh, one of the prodigal sons is our friend Brian, Brian Edsel. Um, who is the commander of our our Marvel Puzzle Quest alliance. And as we talked about here on the show last week, he was sort of upset about not getting his hero points back for having expanded our alliance.
1: And we were upset that he didn't get them back either.
0: That's right. Well, good news. Ryan has gotten his points back. They announced earlier this week that commanders who had spent money to expand their alliance before the full expansion to 20 people would be getting those points back. And I believe it happened today. yeah I-
1: Thursday. <laughs> well, I mean, no, Friday. No, we record on Friday. <laughs> no, we don't. We record <laughs> okay. Thursday night.
0: It comes out late Thursday night,
1: early Friday morning. There you have it, people, behind the curtain. That's right. Pulling it back. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that we can say that because we – uh Talked about this last week that uh, I think that uh, D three, the publisher of Marvel Puzzle Quest, listen to us, heard our cries and said, you know what? If pod if podvocacy says we should do it, then we should do it.
0: Power. The power is in our hands, people. The, <laughs> the power, power of podvocacy.
1: <laughs> and if that doesn't work, you can always use the power of Grayskull.
0: I have the power.
1: You also have a. Green tiger that you can write on?
0: And a, and a page boy
1: haircut. <laughs> well, then you've got the whole package, my friend. So, yeah, other than that, season eight's starting. It did? Um, it's
0: Well, yeah, it hasn't yet. I assume it will be in the next couple days.
1: Yeah, they always do a couple. I know they just did Children of the Atom, which was like the X-Men, um, mostly X-Men character thing. And right now they're doing, I believe, uh, mo- uh Villains what's the I can't I remember what remember. It's, it's like nefarious something
0: Yeah I'm not playing that one I'm playing the uh the simulator Yes so are you going to be focusing on tournaments or stories in the
1: 8th season I found that well tournaments or I'm sorry stories have been kind of hit and miss lately because I know the Deadpool one they had a while back the first time like <laughs> you ran out of rewards at like right. after you played for like a day Yeah so, and the other story ones, they seem to get, I don't know, once they get into hard territory, my team isn't quite, I have a lot of two-star characters who are built up. but I don't have a lot of three- and four-star characters that are built up very high. Okay. So when I get to those hard, those hard missions, I don't fare very well. Okay. But with tournaments, you know, as long as I start, you know, about a day or so before they end, I can usually get through them without getting into anything too hard. Sure. So I can place fairly well.
0: Boy, I had a problem with that with Children of the Atom, where I started playing it right at the beginning, and I got up to about 700 or 800 points, and then they just started throwing people at me who, like, all three of their characters had, like, 15,000 hit points. Ooh. And I've got, like, maybe, I've got, like, the Hulk who had, like, 12,000, and then, like, everybody else was, like, around the seven or 8,000 mark, and I'm just like, how am I supposed to win any of these? Yeah. It was a little frustrating.
1: Oh, yeah, Absolutely. And they, they had actually talked about on Prodigal Sons today. <laughs> Jared was, uh, told that he can actually shield himself. Well, he was better, he better understood what shielding is because he thought it was something that happened while you were actually in a battle, like you took less damage. Oh, okay. But Brian explained that you, about shielding, especially when you get up to like the high, you know, if you're one or two ranked, you usually, cause I think you spend like, 25 hero points on it and you'll if you're high enough you'll get like 50 back so you actually will make out on the deal.
0: Right. I actually I actually did that um during the Children of the Adam tournament after the first day I was in ninth place. And I shielded myself for 8 hours which cost me 150 hero points. Wow. It and and it you know I didn't take any damage. Mm-hmm. However, even at the end of that eight hours, I was still I was still down to eighty seven, eighty seventh because all the people that had passed
1: me. Wow! And see, yeah, that's the other thing you brought up. That doesn't protect you from that, unfortunately. Right.
0: And so it, yeah, I'm I've I think I've sort of soured on shielding.
1: Oh yeah, I don't. I've never even done it, so.
0: It yeah it didn't didn't really work out for me. So yeah, I don't, I don't
1: like I don't like spending hero points <laughs> quite. Yeah, that much.
0: I me neither. But I the way I sort of looked at it was I didn't see. That tournament didn't have a didn't have any new characters that I needed slots
1: for. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um. And so if I had been able to get like a, a you know a first through ten a top ten spot, I would have gotten enough back where it would have made sense. Gotcha. So.
1: Yeah, and I currently have I have a mystique card, and I'm mm. not sure. I don't have enough hero points to add her, and I'm I might drop. Human Torch, the two star, because he seems to pop up fairly often. Yes, he does. But I have a lot of three star characters who I've gotten one token or yeah, one cover for, and I haven't gotten another one since. Yeah, so they're that is just rough. sitting there. Yeah, they're not just sitting there. They're not getting powered up. They're not doing me any good at all. Yeah,
0: they're not, and they're not really useful because they can't take very much damage.
1: Right. So I'm almost. The and it, watch, I, I won't add Mystique and I'll get her cover like four times in the yeah, next four weird. months or something like that. that but, but yeah, at this point, I think just because I'm not, I don't want to add, don't want to spend money on more, um, spots, I might just let her go or I'll drop human torch for her and hope that maybe I get more covers. So she's not one of another three star character sitting at level 40 for six months.
0: Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see where, where we go in season eight. Hopefully, I think we're, I think I'm going to try and focus on versus tournaments just to, to try and, you know, because that helps the whole alliance more than the
1: stories do. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. And it's nice to get the alliance rewards too. So I agree with you on that one. So.
0: Well, I don't think we have anything else
1: for this week. No, I think we've covered every single thing that's happened in the world. (laughs) In the last seven days.
0: Well, we didn't talk about the U.S. landing a spaceship on a comet, but we'll that did
1: not—that did not happen on this world.
0: No. Well, that's a good I, point. That's a fair point.
1: My tr- my statement remains true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, since you're listening to this, obviously you figured out where you could find us. You you probably found us on our website, or you found us on iTunes or Stitcher, or maybe another uh, aggregator or uh, podcatcher like Pocket Cast love me some so. Content. we appreciate that. We appreciate you uh see- seeking us out and listening. Um, we've had some good feedback. We're like we said earlier, we're loving uh all the engagement that we're getting from all of you. Uh
1: we appreciate you listening. Yeah, and you know, give it keep that feedback coming, everyone. We want to hear good or bad, you know. Absolutely.
0: Tell us what we're doing
1: wrong. Oh yeah. Help us make this show better. Yes, because you know, people are listening to it. I'm very, I'm happy. We are getting people listening to us. Yeah. And I, obviously it's because of you, because there's no way they're listening to me at all. <laughs> but, I mean, you people are listening, and I love it so much. And just, you know, if you want to give us a high five for a good, well, virtual high five for a good job, or if there's something that keeps happening, it's, you know, we talked about too many cooks tonight because someone suggested we do it, and we were happy to do that. Absolutely. So, please, all the feedback, good or bad, trust me, I have <laughs> I've been on this earth for 33 years. I, I've known some rough people. I have a very thick skin. You, if there's something you need to say that you think I can do better, tell me and I will, I will accept it with open arms.
0: Yep. And I, uh, I'm constantly going out on editions and putting myself out there for people to criticize me. And I've got a very thick skin as well. So you let me know what we're doing wrong. We'll try and fix it.
1: Yeah, so remember, virtual high-fives if we're doing good and virtual throwing tomatoes at David if we're doing bad.
0: does that happen? Wait, right?
1: what? Well, yeah, isn't that what happens when you're acting and they don't like your performance? Don't they throw tomatoes at you?
0: I'm sorry, am I on the Muppet show?
1: <laughs> oh, now I'm going to have that theme song stuck in my head all night. doom, 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 <laughs> doom. doom, doom, doom. <laughs> I'm not singing. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you were trying for. It's not going to happen. Okay. That's hope stashed. So what do you think? Should we do our regular outro or should we just throw out some stuff?
0: (laughs) I think we, it doesn't matter, right? I think we could, we could probably just throw out some stuff.
1: All right. Well, if you'd like to follow me at all, you can certainly find me on the Twitter. That's two weeks in a row. Now I've done that. I am at Jason S Kirk. Today, the, the S stands for, oh man, I don't have anything good right now. Um, I
0: just, it, I just always assume that you were, that you were multiples of yourself, so you are the Jason's Kirk.
1: <laughs> there you go. So the S stands for not singular. You can also find some more about me at about.me slash Jason Kirk. You can find links to my Facebook, my Twitter, my, uh, Google Plus. Yes, that's another thing I'm on.
0: Google Plus? <laughs> <laughs> yes! I'll have to add you, cause, I don't even know the last time I was on Google Plus.
1: Yes. Find me and add me. Uh and uh obviously you can find the show at Podvocacy at Twitter, as so many of you have had to th- as so many of you have done to this point, and also Facebook.com slash podvocacy and podvocacy.com.
0: Send us an Amazing. email uh with your with your suggestions or your virtual high fives at podvocacy at gmail dot com.
1: And yeah, this isn't nearly as smooth as I was hoping it was. That's Dave, right. where no can worries. people
0: find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me at DWKII on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on Facebook and I have an about.me, about.me slash David Kincanon, K-I-N-C-A-N-N-O-N.
1: All right. And as I said before, check out our friends. We've got Longbox heroes for all things comic books. We got prodigal sons podcast for current events and news and just actually one of the, uh, People on the podcast, Adam, gave a great description of Gamergate a couple weeks ago, which I highly recommend. I understand it now, so good on him for that. And check out our friends at uh, the Fresh and Product Show, and check them out on iTunes and Stitcher, along with everyone else. That's right. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next Friday. See ya.